Here at Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you, you gotta know what's important and what's not important. Knowing how to tie a tie, not important. Keeping a diary, not important. Trying all the different bold flavors of Mountain Dew, important. Experience the boldest flavors on earth. Do the Dew. At Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. You have no reason not to try it, as in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar, all do. Summer's almost here. Yay, right? So, when's the last time you tried on your swimsuits and summer clothes? If you could get back into summer shape in one visit, would you do it? Here's Dr. Brian Strand for Sonobello to explain. It really is quite remarkable. Sonobello doctors use a technology called microlaser fat removal, and the results are amazing. We customize your procedure to accomplish your goals. Just share with us the problem areas where you'd like the fat in inches removed. And in one visit, they're gone, permanently. I can't tell you how often I hear clients say how many years they've been trying to diet and exercise those inches away. And we did it in one comfortable visit. It's time to get your summer on. Visit any of our Sonobella locations across the U.S. And right now, you can save $250. Visit sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com slash save. That's sonobello.com slash save. The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with The Plant Profits, powered by Protus Global. Hey, I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits, and Plant Profits is brought to you by Protus Global. Hey, look, we're here in Las Vegas at MJ Biz, and uh, we're interviewing a lot of folks, but I'm so really happy that we have the opportunity to interview our next guest, uh, because what Yashir Johnson has done and is doing in the cannabis space uh, is at the leading edge uh, for social equity and justice and he's been um, uh, get me right here make sure I'm right here newly appointed uh, director of social equity and inclusion at US Cannabis Council is that correct that's correct coming up on six months now. yeah man yeah what have you done in six months no I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey working on it trying uh, to get it done oh ab- absolutely so so tell me what all that means sure okay Yep, so basically what it means, so first, U.S. Cannabis Council Mm -hmm. is a broad coalition of cannabis businesses and organizations working on federal cannabis legalization. Um, What I do in in my role as Director of Social Equity and Inclusion, to say it plain and simple, is to make sure that social equity opportunities for black and brown people that have been victimized by the war on drugs, um, really that we have an equitable, prosperous cannabis industry for everybody that wants to be involved. Right, you don't get the feel you know, that that's the case. Yeah, I mean, cer- certainly not now. Right. Um, you know, as you look at different states and as they've played out, right. we have, there's been very few opportunities for 
um, you know, for folks from, from our communities to be able to be involved in the industry. Right. Um, less than 10% minorities, um, you know, ownership in the industry, and even in the, the largest spaces and executives within the largest cannabis companies, we're really not seeing a lot of um, people of color. So trying to make an impact in those different areas. Yeah. Well, you know, that's very interesting. Uh, you're saying that the executive level of cannabis companies are, not, are lacking diversity now. Uh, hey, look, uh, at Protus Global, we're very involved in that, and we, and, and with our clients, we do everything possible in making sure that our clients get a diverse slate. And, you know, and companies and people define diversity in many different ways depending on the situation. Um, how have you focused in on and what when when your group says diversity, what are you saying? Sure. Uh -huh. um, so, so I came out of um, my my first experience with I'll say understanding diversity as it relates to an okay. organization or corporation yeah. Yeah. was back when I was at Morgan Stanley when uh -huh. I served on the Corporate Diversity Council. Okay. Um, so when I think of diversity, there's a lot of different types of diversity, right? There's diversity in age, there's diversity yeah. in race, there's right. diversity in sex, um, right. you know, sexual preference, all right. of those things. But specifically as it relates to the um, the cannabis industry, again, I think what you what we're seeing is particularly um, the cannabis industry is largely dominated by white males in the ownership and executive levels. Mm -hmm. And so again, I think it's more important for minorities and women to have opportunities in the industry. Okay. But especially when we talk about the so reason, is, that, is that your priority, minorities and women? Um, well, I would say how would you how would you put so that? when when I talk about um, my my personal priorities, yeah. I, I would say actually it is really the black and brown communities because okay. when you think of the war on drugs yeah. we've had over um, this year is the 50, 50 year anniversary of the war on drugs and so I've seen firsthand in my community where I grew up in Trenton New Jersey yeah um, you know I've been pulled over over 70 times in my life stop search all of those things wow so when you think of the impact that it has just growing up in those types of communities people yeah. being arrested yeah people not being able to lose in financial aid right over right. cannabis not being able to have opportunities the way this has largely plagued those communities yeah. it's only right that we have a um, you know that we have an opportunity to to share in it. I actually just left the panel um, where they were talking about the legacy market versus this now legal market. Mm -hmm. You take New York as an example. We're mm -hmm. looking at New York. There's going to be a five billion dollar industry that's been largely carried by wow. you know by the legacy market, which is largely black and brown communities that have been arrested for this. Right. Right. Yeah. Now everybody's capitalizing. Right. Uh, right. Economically. Right. So the people uh, yeah. that have been, you know, that have gone through all that, they, I think it's only right that they should get a chance to, yeah. get, you know, sharing some of that. G economic give me some examples. So, what you say, I think people who are in the industry know it's out there. Yeah. Right. And I know that that's a movement, afoot, a uh, to right some wrongs. Yeah. Okay. And, and there's been some examples. Give us some examples of how and your new uh, your new role with sure. the Cannabis Council, that where you can bring some influence and you can make some change. Sure, absolutely. And so I'm doing it in a number of different, number of different ways, okay. like I said, through policy and programs. Mm -hmm. On the policy side, for example, when we're looking at different states um, that are newly legalizing cannabis, one of them, my home state of New Jersey, is okay. a great example of that. Okay. So lobbying and advocating for lower barriers to entry, right? Um, not having license caps. Because Let's stop it, there. Mm -hmm. Lower barriers. Mm -hmm. Okay. What are some of the barriers that have, in your mind, if you line them up with the most frequent barriers to diversity, yep. in your case, uh, black and brown players in the, in, in, in the game. Largest one I would say has to be access to capital. Okay. Um, so when you look at, the reason that's so important, when you look at the wealth that black mm -hmm. and, um, so African Americans have in just one tenth 
yeah. the wealth of our yeah. white counterparts, um, Latino communities having just a fifth of um, you know our white counterparts, uh -huh. and makes it and cannabis you know not having access to banking right it's right. federally illegal. Right. So the only way that you can get in the game is if you have access to venture capital, private equity, right. or personal wealth. And yeah. so we don't have the personal money. wealth right, yeah. and, and we're not getting access to. Um, largely, even outside of cannabis, we don't get access to those things. So, How do you fix that, though? Um, so, for one, uh, yeah. safe banking is a is a good example that of that. We have, banking, a, yeah, yeah. we have a, we have a bill that, if passed right now, would give access to banking services um, federally. And I think there's this narrative, right? Yeah. Um, you could say, for example, now full federal legalization is very mm -hmm. important. Mm -hmm. But if you can, if you imagine what it would be like if you could go into the bank and get a small business loan to operate a cannabis business the same way you could anything else, that would have a much greater impact and it would it would reduce some of those barriers no uh, totally so where's that bill at tell us about the progress and not progress in that bill sure so yeah. it actually it actually just recently passed um, in the house for the fifth time it was in the national defense spending bill which yeah. is a must-pass bill yeah and now it's on to the Senate um, where we're having a little bit more difficulty on if it's going to pass or not yeah and again a lot of that is um, you know of course you have to have bipartisan support that's right but then again even from Democrats I think um, we've had leader Schumer Corey mm -hmm. um, Senator Booker and Senators Wyden who introduced the cannabis administration opportunity act right which would decriminalize and legalize cannabis and that's largely their priority right. and uh, there's been this narrative that they've been pushing that if we do pass um, the banking bill that it would only help the fat cats and the large companies get bigger and richer. So why, why is the communication and articulation of that banking act, why is, why all of us, well I'm not going to say all of a sudden, but but why, uh, why is this not walking hand in hand in conjunction that, that the Opportunity Act and the Banking Act, why, why aren't they in sync? Well, you know, I think it is, um, uh -huh. one, we should have both, right? Let's put some access to banking yeah. within the legalization bill, yeah. right? Or, you know, in the banking bill, we could possibly have some type of mechanism yeah. to expand on it and, you know, illegal, you know, legalize cannabis. But if we talk about just the, the standalone banking bill, I think it's all messaging. Okay. I think people need, we need to put a face to these entrepreneurs that are really out here, um, you know, trying to build their business. Well, then that's what you're supposed to At, do. That's what I'm doing, okay. man. So, like, so actually, <laughs> later this month on the head, yeah. I'm having some of my good friends um, come out and, like, you know, tell their personal stories. Right. I think of my, my good friend, Shayuna Dataji. He's a dispensary owner uh -huh. he started out sleeping in his shop he built his started dispensary with fifty thousand dollars sleeping in the back of the store to yeah. have to you know have to get on where's he at now he's um so he has dispensaries in oregon mm -hmm. and in um, massachusetts he's yeah. the youngest black dispensary yeah, owner i in the know country. him i yeah, met him man. he's been on this show yep that's my he's that's a my, hell of a like cat one of my best friends yeah. man yeah he's he's a hell of a cat yep so we know you know again those are you know we have those extraordinary mm -hmm. stories of people that have been able to go through those lengths but it shouldn't be that hard you shouldn't have to you know you shouldn't have to sleep in the back of a you know, back in your store to get on. You should be able to have access to doing this like anything else, man. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Well, look, keep up the great work. Thank you. We need what you're doing. Thank you. I know there, it must get frustrating and because it seems like it creeps along. Yeah. There's always blue sky. It's it coming. Is. It's a labor it's of love, It's a breakthrough. Man. Yeah, and we keep getting those, you know, celebrating those small wins and just, yeah. just trying to keep pushing forward. Um, you know, I'm fully confident. Again, I don't think that we will see legalization without social equity being a part of it. It's become so much of a trend and, and part of the conversation. Um, and, you know, I think even on the, the corporate side, bigger cannabis companies, like I said, with the work I'm doing with U.S. Cannabis Council, mm -hmm. I'm seeing the commitment towards it and putting actionable steps towards it. We're launching a national internship program um, where I'm going to partner with Congressional Black Caucus. Foundation.
information okay. to place black students in um, in our different companies. Okay. Having conversations with different legislators and trying to move the needle in every different way that I can. So. Oh, that's great. Well, keep up the great work, and I'm so glad to hear that you came by and um, and had a chance to talk to us about something that's so important that which is uh, amazing from the perspective of of the plant is out in front uh, of this cry for social justice and inclusion in many facets of our life. Absolutely. And, and this is important because this gives uh, people of color and other um, uh, diversity uh, and folks that are underrepresented opportunities to get involved in something that's generational and can be generational for their families and change the whole trajectory Absolutely. of where their families can be. Absolutely. And I think that's a big, and, and it's a heavy load for you. It is. Because it's, it's a big, big thing. No, some days, is, uh -huh. you know, some days is tough and heavy. Um, yeah. You know, I try to think of myself, you know, I was raised by um, parents who always had me understanding activism and social justice yeah. and civil rights. You can so tell. I, I kind of like to think of myself as like a new age, you know, new age civil rights leader. Yeah. Right? I think this is our issue. Like I said, grew up on. Um, well, this is the civil rights moment. Uh, exactly. Uh, uh, topic of the time. This exactly. Is, this is important. Exactly. So it, it's very much important. So yep. um, really appreciate you uh, to hear and uh, the work that you're doing. Thank you, brother. Thanks so much for having me. Our guest today, Tahir Johnson at the U.S. Cannabis Council. My name is Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits. Plant Profits is brought to you by Protus Global. And um, Tahir, we'll talk to you very soon. Thanks, brother. It's a pleasure. Cheers. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.